This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Hello, this is Billy Lambert speaking to you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. Do you ever feel frustrated? Do you ever get depressed? Do you ever worry about anything? You say, oh man, you, you, you must have been reading my mail. Well, I want to invite you to stay tuned today because this is your lesson today. Today we're going to continue studying the, the victory of faith. And today we're going to talk about faith overcoming worry, frustration, and anxiety in our lives. We also offer a free Bible correspondence course on getting to know your Bible. And we're going to pause long enough that you can learn a little bit about the course and how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Some people have described the age in which we live as an age of anxiety. Well, I don't know exactly how you would describe the age in which we live, but I do know this. There are a lot of anxious people today. And another way to say that, there are a lot of people that are filled with worry today. Frustration, many depressed people, discouraged people. How do we overcome all of that? Today we're going to talk about those things. And I want to read a text to you, first of all, from 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Where, where John wrote, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is the weapon that conquers the difficulties that we face in life. We, faith is believing in the reality of those things we're not able to see with the naked eye. The Hebrew writer said, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we need faith in God. In order to please God, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. We need faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved, John 8, verse 24. Jesus said, Unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. And our faith is based upon not speculation, not opinion, but our faith is based upon certain evidence, and that evidence is the Bible. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. James K. Pope was once the president of this country, and I believe that, not because I am old enough to have met Mr. Polk, President Polk, but because I once lived in the hometown where he was born, in Columbia, Tennessee. And there are, there are things all around in that county that are evidence that stand as testimony to the fact that the man once lived 
and served as president of this country. And there are things that we believe, not because of our opinion, but because of the teaching of the Bible. Now, the Bible helps us to overcome things in life because our faith is built upon the Bible. And, and our faith is the conquering weapon we use today to defeat the forces of evil. Now, today we want to think about overcoming frustration, anxiety, fear, and the like with our faith. You know, there are some friends Jesus had, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and you may recall the occasion when Jesus was in the home of Mary and Martha, and, and Martha wanted to get up and fix a meal. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. And Mary was content with the good things, and that is sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to Him. I think that Martha has a lot of brothers and sisters today who are careful and troubled about many things. We, we worry about so many things in our world today. I, I've talked to parents who are concerned about their children. They're, they're concerned about the, the future of their children. Where will my children be in another 10 or 15 or 20 years? I, I've talked to people who are concerned about how they're going to be making a living. I've talked to parents who are concerned about a child that, that's addicted to drugs. There's so many things that cause us to, to live lives of frustration and fear and anxiety. But how do we overcome that? Is that the way God intended for us to live? And I would say it is not the way God intends for us to live. Jesus came into this world that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly, according to John 10, verse 10. And certainly, the abundant life does not include anxiety and fear. So, how do we overcome those things in our lives? That is not the way God intends for us to live. It is God's desire that we live happy, fulfilled, abundant lives. So, how do we overcome the things that get in our way? How do we overcome fear? How do we overcome worry? You know, people worry about everything there is to worry about. Have you ever noticed that? We, we worry about everything there is to worry about. One man said that we worry about baldness and bifocals and bulges and bunions. We, we worry about everything. I remember years ago I was preaching a little town and and occasionally I would go to town to, to visit with a, a family that owned a store in town. And, and at the time, this, the woman's son was flying missions in Vietnam, and she was so concerned about her son. And one day she confided to me, she said, Billy, my biggest problem is that I worry all the time. I said, well, you know, Evelyn, I have a... a a sermon that's on a record by a preacher friend. And I'd like to bring that down to you and let you listen to it. As you could listen to it while you're cleaning the house or just sitting around. I said, it's a good message. And so the next time I went to town, I took the record in to give to her. And she said, let me pay you for it. I said, no, Evelyn, I, I, I don't want you to pay me for it. 
And see, she had told me that she worried about everything. She said, I worry about stuff. And, and I know she was concerned about her son flying these missions over Vietnam. And, but she said, I want to pay you for the record. I said, no, Evelyn, it's a gift. She said, I insist that I pay. I said, Evelyn, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We worry about, we worry about little things. We worry about things that do not matter. It is said that Alexander the Great sat down and wept because he couldn't get a certain kind of ivy to grow in Babylon. I've often thought, what difference did that make? You see, we worry about little things. Sometimes women worry about what they're going to wear. And, and, and I know of women who, who couldn't get another piece of clothing in their closet if they wanted to. You see, they have, we have more in our nation than any other nation in all of this world. But we worry about things that don't really matter. We worry about things that are so small, so insignificant. Sometimes we worry about things that have already happened, things of the past. I've noticed that that's what causes families or, or uh, couples to have problems as they begin to worry about and fuss about things that have already happened. I remember one night about 11 o'clock, my doorbell rang and I got up out of bed and went to the door and there stood one of the young boys from the church and I and I, he began to cry, and he said, she's done gone home to mama. And I said, what do you mean? He said, she's left me and gone back home to her mama. I said, well, you just go down to mama's house. I'll be down there in a little while. I went down to mama's house, and, and I found out what had happened about the time that he found out something about her past. She found out something about his past, and now they were just going at it. And I said, you need to let this go. I said, now if there's something in your past that needs to be made right with God, get it right with God and forget about it. I said, be, be like the Apostle Paul, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, we don't need to worry about the past. I told them, I said, now, we're going to dig a hole in Mama's floor. And they looked down just like I had dug a hole in Mama's floor. I said, let me tell you what we're going to put in that hole. We're going to put your past in that hole. And I said, we're going to cover it up. And I said, I dare you to ever dig it up again. I said, if you do, don't call me. Don't call me. We worry sometimes about what's already happened. Sometimes we worry about things over which we have absolutely no control. We worry about things we cannot change. And we worry about things that haven't happened yet. One man gave this definition of worry. He said that worry is holding a mental picture of what you do not want to happen. And as I sort of thought about that and rolled that around in my mind, I, I thought, I think there's a lot to that, that we worry about things that we have mental pictures in our minds and, and we worry about things we, that haven't happened yet and things that we don't want to happen, that never happen. How do you overcome worry? Uh, are we to be content with going through this life? 
always stressed out about everything, always being worried about everything. Isn't there some way that we can overcome that? Well, let me direct your attention to the Bible, to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He said, be careful for nothing. One version says, one translation reads, be anxious for nothing. And literally that means don't worry about anything. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And notice the verse 7. Verse 7 is the promise and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what is he saying in those two verses? Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. Pray about the little things in life. Pray about the big things. You see, God is a big God. And when we are having difficulties, we have a God who can listen to us and can hear us. Pray. Someone says, well, I prayed and it didn't do any good. Pray. Just keep praying. As Paul said, pray without ceasing. Two men were talking one day and one of the men was just pouring out his heart to the other fellow. Telling him about all the problems that he had in his life. And the other man asked him, Have you tried prayer yet? And the man said, No, things haven't gotten that bad yet. Friends, we ought to pray. I am convinced that there are blessings and favors that God bestows upon us in no way except we ask for them. In James 4 and verse 2 talks about a needless state of poverty. You have not. Why not? Because you ask not. There are blessings that God will confer on us only if we ask for them. Henry Ford had a friend who was in the insurance business. And, and one day Henry's friend learned that Henry just bought an expensive insurance policy from one of his competitors. And he came to Henry and he said, I understand you just bought an insurance policy from one of my competitors. Henry said, yes, I did. He said, well, Henry, I thought we were friends. He said, we are friends. Well, he said, if we are friends, why did you buy from him and not from me? He said, it's simple. He asked me, but you didn't. You see, there are blessings God will give us if we ask. And one of the ways that we overcome, and the greatest way we can ever overcome anxiety in our life or worry in our lives, is by asking for help. We've got to get on our knees and implore God to help us. Some of you right now are going through, through some things in life that are just overwhelming to you. 
I know of some people right now who, who have gone through things and they're just completely overwhelmed. Uh, I'm thinking about a family that I know that, that their son got shot, shot twice as a matter of fact. Shot in the head, shot in the stomach. And the bullet barely missed his brain and barely missed his heart. And they're overwhelmed by all of that. This young man is overwhelmed by all of that. I know a family that's wanting a child as much as anything in all of the world. And they just lost a child. And I went with them out to the cemetery to, to, to put the body of that child into the ground. They, they were so devastated. And, and there are those that are dealing with children that are, are, are having problems with alcohol and with drugs. And those parents are so down and out. They're so devastated. I know people who struggle financially. I know people who struggle with their health. What do we do when we feel like we've got our back up against the wall? We ask God for help. Hebrews 4.16 says we can come boldly before God's throne of grace to ask for help in time of need. What did Jesus say about worry? Or did he say anything about it at all? Well, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, in verse 25, Jesus said, Take no thought for your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear is not life more than meat in the body than raiment. Now just think about what Jesus said there for just a moment. Jesus said, I don't want you worrying about what you're going to eat. I don't want you worrying about what you're going to drink. And there's no need for you to worry about what you're going to wear. And then he uses an illustration to show how futile it is for us to worry. Well, he said, Behold, the fowls are there, that is, the birds. They, they sow not, neither they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? He said, I want you to think about the birds. Well, the birds don't go out and sow a crop. They don't go out and reap a crop out of the field. God, but God feeds them. Now, now if God will take care of a bird. Don't you think he'll take care of you? He said, which of you by taking thought, that is by worrying about it, can add one cubit unto his stature? And then he says, why take thought for raiment, for what you're going to wear? He said, I want to, I want to use a flower as an illustration. He said, I want you to consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They tall not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now here is his point. Here is his point. He said, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, they would use it for fuel in their ovens to cook. Shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. You see, when we worry, it, it's indicative of our, of our lack of faith in God. That, that's the reason I'm saying that faith is our conquering weapon over worry. It is our conquering weapon over anxiety, frustration in life. Let's not worry about anything, but let's ask for God's help. And then he goes on to say, 
Take no thought what saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we, what shall we wear? For, notice he, he says, for after all of these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father. This, this is a part of this passage in Matthew 6, in verse 32. That, that is so enlightening. Your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. Isn't that something? God already knows what you need. God, if you're hungry, God knows you're hungry. Ask God, give me this day my daily bread. You see, pray about it. And, and then Jesus goes on to say, But seek you first. That's a priority. That's talking about the priorities of life, isn't it? But seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things, all of these things, what things? What things are you talking about, Jesus? What we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, the necessities of life. There was a preacher by the name of T.B. Larimore who, who said, once that we need but little here and need that little long. Really, all we need is something to eat, something to drink, and something to wear. That's, those are the necessities of life. Anything beyond the necessities become luxuries, do they not? I'm not opposed to luxuries, but I'm also realizing that all that we really need is something to eat, something to drink, something to wear. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Now there's the secret to it. Put first things first in your life. Have you been putting the Lord first in your life? Have you thought about it? Now, now Jesus goes on to say, Take no thought, that is, don't worry about tomorrow. Do you ever sit down and worry about tomorrow? Now, I'll have to admit that I plan for tomorrow. I sit down at the first of every week, and I make a to-do list for that week. Even the big things, the big things and even the little things, like, like changing the oil in my car, I may have that on my list. And by making a list of things to do, I seem to get more done. But I realize I will not accomplish everything that's on that list, generally speaking, but I get a lot more done by having a goal. And so I'm not talking, he, he's not talking about that. He's not talking about being prepared for the things tomorrow, he, but don't worry about tomorrow. I make my list, but I don't worry about it. If I live to see tomorrow, then I'll do what's on my list for tomorrow. But he said the the, the, the things that the, tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there's no need for us to worry about the future. Let's, let's just put it in the hands of God. You know, I think the biggest problem that we have in modern life, well, it may be several things involved in this, but I think one of the problems is that we, first of all, we fail to realize sometimes that God's the one that's in control. God is in control. Secondly, we fail to realize how important it is for us to let God 
control, be in control of our lives. I don't mean like we're robots, but He's in control of our lives as we surrender to Him and His will. And when we fail to surrender, He's not in control. So, so we need faith today, greater faith than we've ever needed before. We're living in challenging times. And may God help us to have that faith. But there's another thing I believe our faith can do for us as we close, begin to close today. And our faith can help us with the, the, with the face, the ultimate crisis in our life. I want to read to you from some words from Paul to the young evangelist Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, some of the last things that Paul ever wrote. He said, Do the work of an evangelist to make full proof of your ministry. He said, For I'm ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Not to be only, but unto all of them that love is appearing. You see, Paul was at the close of his life. He knew, he knew his death was imminent. But Paul had put his life in the hands of God. And he died with a triumphant faith. This is the man that wrote, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Faith will help you overcome in the hour of death. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you're not certain where it's located, you contact us. We'll find that information for you. Also, right now, pick up the telephone. Call for the free Bible correspondence course. If you prefer to take it online, you find that information on the screen as well. We want you to study this course for one reason, that you might get to know your Bible. I want to thank you for being an ardent viewer of this telecast. Tell others about it. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to know your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.